Hello and welcome to the Metapod, back in full force, the Metapod podcast, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta for 99 episodes now. Sean, this is number 99. How do you feel? I, I mean, I'm feeling better than I was earlier in the week, Jake. Uh, yeah, I was not on the uh, the pod last week because I was, I got the I got the Rona. It was not uh, pleasant, but I'm feeling much better. But also, just in general, 99 is wild. I don't think either of us thought to ourselves like about a hundred episodes. Like that's it's we're not there yet. There's still one more week for it to all fall apart, Jake. But yes, there there's still one more week for us to be canceled because uh-huh. I I tweeted. So <laughs> I, do you did you see me tweet out the Hisui and Lilligant tweet? Oh, like if somebody wins or does does well, yeah, with it, you'll bring it was, them on. It was kind of funny because we've done that before, mm-hmm. where like you know if Decidui wins, you know we'll bring a special person that likes this tweet on the podcast for an episode. And I did it this time with Hisui and Lilligant, mm-hmm. but part of the joke. Mm-hmm was that Hisui and Lilligant wasn't legal for any of the regionals. <laughs> I know. It was only legal for Full Grip. And somebody pointed it out in the comments, so shout out to you. But um, <laughs> but I thought it was I thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, 100 episodes coming up. Sean, we set this up earlier before this pod. At the time that this podcast releases, it should be on the internet, in the podcast description, in the YouTube description, on our Twitter page. We have a form, mm-hmm. a, a simple Google form where you can submit questions that you want to ask us. It's basically our 100th episode is going to have a segment of Q&A, you know, answering questions specifically from you all. And I don't think you have to have an email required to be able to submit. You can submit it as many times as you well, want. And, I mean, uh, if it's I, you know, meaning like, I guess you can fill out uh, uh, as many questions. I was going to say like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. But obviously, we're only going to uh, read questions that are appropriate. Um, you know, I'm not going to anyways, um, but it doesn't <laughs> even have to be about the Pokemon trading card game. You know, if you want to ask Sean what his favorite anime is or you want to ask me what my favorite sport is like. Feel free, you know, this or, is a Q&A session to get to know us. Or let's be frank, the, the 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 better person to ask each of, well, at least the first question is probably Jake. If you're asking me my anime, it's going to be real basic. Jake is the anime hey, expert here. You know what? There's no, there's no, there's no problem with liking specific <laughs> anime, and, except if it's like, anyways, uh-huh. we're going to move on into Pokemon stuff. The Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. We have... A special five-star review today. Sean, we're at 107 ratings now. That's that's wild. This it's is wild. It's crazy. Absolutely wild. This five-star review is left by Roblox Forever. Multiple E's in the oh, that... forever consecutive, so you have to elongate it. You know, this is better than amazing five stars. I just started listening this week with the first five minutes I was intrigued. Hope you continue creating, and please keep your awesome Metapod podcast going. Thanks for everything. Thank Roblox, you. Roblox, thanks to you, too. We appreciate your support and continued <laughs> listens. That review was left on April 26th, so they've probably been listening for about a month now. So yeah. I, hopefully they're still sticking around. You know, <laughs> well, you know, it's like a little scare them off. When you write those reviews, it's like a little treat to yourself that like one day... You don't know when. It may be a week from now. It may be two months from now. But, you know, it, eventually we will get to them. 
And if you want to leave your thoughts on the podcast as well, whether it's five stars or whether it's one star, at least on Apple iTunes, leave us a rating and review. YouTube, leave a nice comment. Spotify, go ahead, give us a rating out of five stars. But Sean, we got some big... Actually, some of this news in here, we're going to talk a little bit about the Astral Radiance meta because there were some big tournaments that happened now that Astral Radiance has released. But... There's actually some Pokemon TCG news that I think is the most exciting news the Pokemon TCG has had, at least in like, it's like one of the coolest yeah. things they've ever done. But well, we got to get some other stuff first. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not starting with the cool stuff. <laughs> we're starting with the, the ever-present GameStop promo. But hey, 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 <laughs> this, let me tell you, Sean, this, this promo is, is different than the ones in the past. So if you do not know, I believe um, it was Rebel Clash. Yep. That was the set that started with the uh, was Flapple it? promo. Yeah, there was the was Flapple, Flapple promo, and then there was a later on. There wasn't like a Scorch promo or something. There was a Scorch, but okay. So they they've kind of done different promos with GameStop in the past. They've done GameStop promos that aren't actually promos. They're just reprints of the non-hollow rare versions. Uh, the Scorch is the one that comes to mind on that. It didn't have a hollow pattern. Didn't have a stamp. Just a regular Scorch card. Then there was the Flapple promo that had, I believe it was a hollow pattern Flapple, but it had a GameStop stamp as well. But the GameStop was just plain black text written <laughs> on top of it, which we talked about it on this podcast. It is definitely not something that we enjoy. But at the time of this recording, this is now available at GameStop. They're going to be giving away a Suian Typhlosion promo. It started on May 27th. No word on when that is going to end. It's probably just, you know, as as long as supplies last mm-hmm. um, during that time. But it's to celebrate the Astral Radiance release in stores. You get it. If, if you do not know, you get this product by purchasing $15 of Pokemon TCG merchandise or more for the GameStop, which honestly is not... That hard to do considering ETBs are out, collection chests, uh, yeah, uh, the Arceus I actually uh, think figure box. It's kind of hard to spend less than fifteen because, like, unless yeah, like unless you're buying like the mini tins, or maybe mm. there's like even some of the tins are like only ten dollars. But really, most products are more than fifteen bucks. And honestly, as well, this has happened to me when I got my Flapple um, during the time when the Flapple one was out. The uh, the restrictions because Pokemon was super hype and you couldn't find product anywhere. There was a lot of restrictions on the amount of packs that you can buy. And I was also unemployed during that time. So I <laughs> was only buying like one or two packs in order to get this promo. And even though it wasn't $15 or more, um, the lady asked if I wanted one. So you may get lucky. And if you, you know, just buy some packs, if there's a limit and you don't get above the $15, you may be able to do it because, I mean, a lot of times the GameStop employees don't really care anyways because they don't get paid enough to care, really. That's true. That's true. The people behind the counter are pretty, uh, hopefully, are fairly chill. So I will say, Jake, this one, though, this one is the best promo, not because the card is really amazing, but because the way that they're, like, they stamped it is actually yes. good. It looks this like... This stamp is actually way different than any of the other stamps that GameStop has done. This does not have a GameStop stamp in plain black text. This is not just a regular non-holo card. This is a hollow Hisuian Typhlosion with an Astral Radiance logo stamp. 
on it, Sean. It almost looks like a pre-release promo. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. I bet you they ran these at the same time that they ran the printing of the pre-release promos. So mm-hmm. it is, it's interesting that it looks like this will be one of those cards that, like, unless you're, like, an eagle-eyed collector in the future, because let's be frank, I think really that's the only people that are going to be interested in this is, like, long-term is the collectors. But, yeah. like, I think this will be an interesting eagle-eyed collector thing of, like, people may just assume it is a pre-release card in 10 years. And in reality, it's like, actually, no. It was just a GameStop <laughs> promo. And I just, I applaud Pokemon and GameStop for making this change because, I mean, it yeah. just looks so much better. It is just yep. so much nicer. And uh, the pre-release stamps are pretty much the, it's it's pretty much the exact same stamp. Maybe just adjusted in its spot just a smidge, but... I mean, if you look at the pre-release stamps on uh, Astral Radiance, the Magnezone, Weird Ear, Basque Legion, and Samurant, it, it's pretty much that same thing. So this being a hollow rare as well is just, I mean, it's, I, I, I want one. Yeah. I'm going to go to GameStop and get one. Um, speaking of other promos, I'm just realizing that, ugh, ugh, oh no. The uh, Pikachu on the ball promo. There was like a link issue in our uh, Discord. But speaking of oh, other I promos. I just posted the same link twice. That's why. Yes. But <laughs> I, I was like going to quickly kick kick it over and, and figure out the other one. But these are some other promos. going to kick it over. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. Like, you know, what is it? What is game? The, so this was a promo series. So the Pikachu on the ball futsal promo. There were several of them. Pikachu, Eevee, Grookey, Scorbunny, Sobble. That it's basically an exclusive promo series in England at um, oh, okay. game stores is what they're called. Game, capital letters G A M E, and they were available uh, before for a limited time. And so people bought these and. It, they were just taking them and taking them and reselling them online for over a hundred dollars each on a card. And I know a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of soccer fans that absolutely love this. There's, I mean, in terms of collectors as well, you know, a lot of people are super, super interested in this, but unfortunately it's not coming to the United States. This is staying in England, but I wanted to talk about this. Because the Pikachu on the ball promo will be available in stores again in the winter when you spend 15 or more euro euros, pounds? Uh, pounds. Which one is it? It's pounds. It's pounds. Okay, I've never been outside of the United <laughs> States. And I'm not going to World, so I, I don't know the... Anyways, if you spend 15 or more pounds in stores in purchasing TCG bundles, similar to GameStop here in the States, you're going to get the Pikachu on the ball promo. And so... In my opinion, this is really cool because it's going to drive down the price of these cards, right? The resell because there's just more of them out there. And especially for people like maybe you and I, Sean, it, it'll be a lot easier to get, you know? Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at these now, Jake, and it's what's weird to me is sometimes Pokemon, like this is a region specific promo, but... Mm-hmm. It has the deregulation mark. I did notice that, yes. Which is very strange because that what that means for, for people wondering, like that means that you could actually play these cards so long as the D block is in 
the standard format, which means you have a region-locked card that is standard legal. That is wild. I mean, it is very interesting, in my opinion. Um, thankfully, none of these cards are like really actually competitive at all. Maybe no. the Eevee, because the uh, Jolteon decks that we talked about last week, maybe this Eevee, but that's probably the closest that you'll get. I mean, I, I don't know. The, the score bunny, look, flip a coin until you get tails. I don't know. I mean, if you feel lucky, you could play that and then do like 30, you know, do like 40, 60, 80 damage if you're super lucky with one energy. I guess. And I mean, maybe the Grookey in like GLC format, you know, during your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon can retreat. I mean, it's not your ideal attacker, but I mean, if you have to do it, I just I look at this. It's just strange that they're printing a card that will have some legality, but will not be available anywhere else. And I'm like, I don't know. This is one of those like if you're playing a deck that uses any version, although you actually I don't think Jake can evolve this Eevee into Jolteon. Yeah, because it says on the ball. That is actually true. I just realized that. Maybe that's why, you know, they were okay making them just deregulation marks. But Jake, does that mean you could have eight Eevee in your deck? Four Eevee and then four Eevee on the ball? I... Yeah, actually, I don't know. Technically, yes! Okay, so I want to see the meme. Somebody bring... <laughs> you want to see the EV decks? I want to see... I, I don't... Whatever deck. I want to see the meme where somebody's running eight of the same Pokemon name and has to tell a judge, well, actually, this one is called Sobble on the Ball. So I'm actually running eight Sobble in my Inteleon engine, but four of them... Unfortunately... Uh, four of them cannot evolve, cannot evolve into the Shady Dealings Drizzle. Oh my god. Anyways, that, that's a total tangent, but I think it's pretty weird, honestly. It's very strange. I think it's really, really cool. I don't know if I'll ever get it just because of, you know, it It does cost a little bit more than your promos, and I'd rather yeah. buy, like, full arts, uh, supporter full sure. arts with that money, but there is a card coming, Sean, and it's in the Pokemon Go set that I really 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 want so recently um this was probably like last week a couple weeks ago uh pokemon go revealed a new set of cards in their upcoming set and they revealed a ton and some more recently have been released and updated like conkelder and sylveon stuff like that since this article came out so rock lunatone which whatever but the coolest one that i want to talk about sean the this is, in my opinion, one of the coolest things that Pokemon has done in the trading card game. So, in this set, there is a Ditto, and Ditto does a lot of evolving. So, if you're watching the video, you see this person flipping through the packs, and they see this card. And the card that they look at, once it gets to it, I believe it's this one, it'll have a little Ditto symbol where the set is. And so if your card has a little ditto in the corner where the set is, you peel off the top layer and boom, there's the ditto. It's basically like, because ditto is the copy Pokemon, yeah. you know, ditto transforms into other Pokemon. In packs and stuff, you will be able to pull a card and peel off to reveal the ditto. And I think that's like one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. I mean, 
So the one thing that this reminded me of, I don't know, Jake, I don't know if you know about this, but there was a secret layer from Magic the Gathering about three to six months ago, sometime in that range. And in this secret layer, there was one card that had this exact same thing. It was peelable. Really? Yes. So there was a card, and granted, this is a secret layer. This is not in a normal set. So like Pokemon is new, is doing something new in that regard. But you thought it was like a basic land card. And then what mm -hmm. happens is you peel it, and it was actually like a different card underneath, right? Entirely. Um, so did they do that? So like, could any card do that? Or was it like Ditto where it was one specific card would do the peel thing? Yeah, you would get a secret layer of five cards or whatever, and then there would be one specific card in each thing that, that peeled. Now, the Ditto in question, though, I don't know. Has it been confirmed that there might be multiple front-facing stickers, like versions that you can peel? So they did confirm that, like, your Melmetal VMAX or your Mewtwo, yeah. you know, like, that is not going to be peelable. peelable. I would assume that this is going to be commons and uncommon cards, and uh, the unpeeled cards as well are not permitted in official events. So okay. that is something to note about it as well. But, uh, I mean... yeah. I, so, I absolutely love this. Yeah, I think one thing that, that somebody pointed out of like, initially people were like, oh my God, imagine pulling the Mewtwo V-Star and then that's appealable and it just, it feels bad. Somebody pointed out like thematically that wouldn't really, I mean, may, I guess anything is possible in the world, but that doesn't really make sense thematically because the whole idea is that this Ditto can use the attacks of any basic Pokemon in your discard pile except ones with a rule box. So my mm -hmm. guess is, Jake, that all of the, or a lot of the basic non-rule box Pokemon, basic single prizers, those will be the ones that have peeling faces. And so anything that's a stage one or two, you won't be able to peel probably. Yeah, none of the V-Stars or V-Maxes or any of that. So, I want to also look at the Articuno that's in there um, because this is something... Well, the Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, they all kind of do the same thing that I think is really, really interesting. They each have an ability... That says basic water Pokemon's attacks or basic lightning Pokemon or basic fire Pokemon, depending on which of the birds you put down, except for that bird, do 10 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. And so we've been in this format, Sean, uh, really right now that, you know, we're trying to get extra damage counters, whether that's like Zigzagoon pings, Inteleon pings, things like that. So I don't know. I mean, these three birds could see a little bit of play as a tech. I'm not 100% sure because unlike Zigzagoon, right, if you are a water deck or you yeah. are a lightning deck or a fire deck, instead of using Zigzagoon, which is a one-time ability that happens, you have this Pokemon that does that same kind of one damage ping, except yeah. it's it stays. You know, it's there the entire time it's on the field. It'll be interesting to see how the math adds up for various decks because you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all before applying weakness and resistance too. So you might have. Now, the one thing that's important, it does say your basic blank yes. Pokemon. It so... won't work with something like Palkia V Star, which is what we're going to talk about—a very popular deck and a yeah. very good deck—and we'll show you a deck list here soon. But um, you know, it does have basic attackers like Starmie V. I know, mean the Greninja in that list. Radiant Greninja, right? The Radiant Greninja as well. So I mean there are there are some cases in which like, you know well like you said, like did you just say Star Me V and I'm just blanking? 
Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Um, so it is nice, and this is not going to be targeted by your opponent. Like, this is just... This card is probably safe on the bench. They're not going to bother bossing it up. So it's kind of... If you can spare the bench space, it is a permanent 10 damage buff, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the one thing I wish they had given these cards, Jake, because I think this would have really put them over the top, is free retreat. If you'd made the legendary birds free retreaters... And because I don't think it's that, I don't think that the effect that they grant is that broken. Ten extra yeah. damage, but you have it takes up a spot on your bench. And, and it's not like the attack is broken. I yeah. mean, we didn't even talk about the attack because it's not really worth no. it. It is just an attack, which you're like they each are they're each doing one ten for two of their color and a colorless. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, I think if they'd made them free retreaters, then I think they would have been in auto include as a one of in the decks that use that energy type those types of those types of pokemon because yeah cool. i mean like you have suicune v raikou v entei v yeah you know and it'd be great for you know pokemon like uh raikou or something that maybe utilized flaffy you know yeah. uh, the dynamotor is to the bench you know Frostmoth accelerates to the bench uh magma basin i can't remember if it's either sure. active or bench but either way, <laughs> yeah, it's still always nice to have a free retreater. So I'm going to be trying to get one of these Ditto cards. I'm going to keep it. Uh, I'll probably have like a Bidoof peelable card. Yeah. Maybe like a peel as well. I don't know how I'm going to try to keep it, but I, I just think that this function is so cool. I think that the Bidoofs and all the Ditto stuff, my guess is that those will be, you know, the set is a small set. And it only mm-hmm. comes in like these special packets. You can't buy a booster box of it. But it's a small set, which I think means like how many cards are in the set total? I have no Seven, idea. Seven like seventy some odd. It says seventy one in the main set. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a small set. My guess is you'll be able to get all the cards that you want in the set, um, you know, barring like some specialty ones pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at Hidden Fates, you know, Shining Fates, Shiny Volt. Yeah. There's Hidden Fates, Shining Fates, and what was the other one? Um, Hidden Fates, Shining Fates, Champion's Path. Champion's Path. Like, yeah. all of those holiday sets and stuff. I mean, aside from the the chase cards, yeah. you know, they're so cheap. They're so dirt cheap. I mean... Because people just open them, and they're like, oh, that's not the big hit, and then they just go and sell full it. Art, full Art Professor Oak. I know we've been talking about this on our Twitter. Full Art Professor Oak is, like, rock-bottom prices. It is still a super, super Bruh. cheap card. So if you need a playset of research, uh, the Professor Oak is the one that you should definitely snag. But, I mean, Sean, we got to talk about some other things. We got to talk about the Full Grip Games Astral Radiance uh, tournament that happened on Saturday this past week. It uh it was pretty cool. I didn't get to play on Saturday, but I did go to Full Grip on Wednesday for their local league night because I didn't have anything going on. Saturday I had work at the national championships, and then Sunday I played in the GLC event, which was really really cool. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Full Grip for running such great events. This was Astral Radiance legal. So if you look at the play Pokemon tournaments like Brennan, Vancouver, you know. Uh, even in Singapore, Singapore, I believe, had their, or no, 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 the Philippines. 
Philippines had their first uh, IRL Pokemon event again. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look at any of those, that was not Astral Radiance legal, you know, because the set just came out for official Pokemon events. You have to wait. Is it two Two weeks? weeks? Two Two weeks. weeks. Um, So NAIC, essentially, it'll be legal for. And um, so so full group games running their own event. They just allowed it. They said, you know what? do it and they've been doing this in the past they've been adding more and more money to the prize pool every single time it seems like this one being three thousand five hundred dollars uh in terms of prizes so pretty big and here is the top eight here's very interesting top eight there were definitely some surprises cough cough blissey and reggie which will show the list here soon but also maybe not some surprises in this top eight especially when you talk about who ended up winning the event but sean you looking at this top eight or actually we're going to be talking more outside of the top eight as well we're going to be even talking about a deck that made the top 16 so um what just looking at this right away what are you most excited about i mean i think palkia v star it's very exciting to see a water deck doing very well i mean i know suicune ludicolo was a water deck Right. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to write off things like that, but it has been a minute since a water archetype, I think, has been like a clear favorite in a format. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, and, I can't and remember. Also, the uh, a lot of what we've noticed a lot of times is um, especially with these first events, uh, lists are very uh, new and they're very premature. And so like. If you remember for the fusion strike, I don't believe Mew VMAX made the top eight. Oh, I think you're right. All. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, RC is a little bit different. I don't remember if it won. Bad on me for not checking and, you know, doing my research. But, you know, it, it grad. What I'm trying to say is it gradually got better and better. I believe also Rapid Strike Urshifu didn't do well in the first, like, uh, yeah. Battle Styles tournaments. Also, um, I was going to say, it's weird that there's no Arceus list in the top eight. Well, there or, are... Uh, well, actually, no. Yeah, you're right. There is no Arceus list in the top eight. So you could crab rave about Arceus for the time being, at least. I mean, I I feel like it's going to come back. But, Sean, let's talk about who won the event. Okay. It's one of the most cracked players in the Pokemon trading card game right now. We don't have his list, unfortunately, as of yet. But looking at the top, uh, or I'm sorry, not the top, the meta breakdown, looking at the meta breakdown of the full grip event, Mule VMAX ended up winning the event, and it took 9.1% of the meta, which isn't that much, to be honest, because there were two decks ahead of it. There's RCS V-Star variants, now that's a that's a compilation of all the variants of it. Um, but Palkia V-Star having 16.8%. RC's variants taking up 28%. So there's a lot of different decks in here, which was really, really cool in my opinion. There was also some Hisui and Samurai V-Star, a deck that a lot of people, especially day one, were really, really, really excited about. Um, I know Andrew Mahone was really right, really hyping it up um in the beginning but sean does this uh is this meta forecast meta well it's not really a forecast it's more like a recap yeah. does this meta recap breakdown surprise you uh 
Not particularly. I mean, it's interesting to see how far Mew VMAX fell off. But, I mean, look, the difference being you have, like, people, like, I think especially competitive players that have been in the game a long time. If you have the opportunity to switch from a three-prize attacker to a two-prize attacker and still win and keep pace and all of that stuff, I, I think that's probably what ended up happening. It's like, hey, there's more two-prize decks now that are viable, that are really strong. And so you get a lot of the Mew VMAX players being like, okay, I'm going to come off of Mew VMAX and I'll find one of these other new decks out there. So... And here's the thing that we'll talk about. You know, Mew VMAX has generally been the same. You know, there's yeah. not too much variance in terms of the archetype in itself because it it's a very specific system of cards that have to be included. Whereas with Arceus or maybe Palkia, you know, you can do it a couple different ways. You can have a couple different variants when you're building these decks. So... I think that's also the thing. People just kind of want to change the pace. People don't want to play the same thing that they've been playing. You know, brand new Astral Radiance cards. They want to showcase some of those cool cards. They want to be the one to crack, you know, the Palkia V-Star deck. They want to be the one to do really well with it in the first tournament so they mm -hmm. can be like, I am the first, you yeah. know, like the, the OG user of the deck. So doesn't really surprise me at all um dark having pretty much the same as sui and samurai also doesn't really surprise me um dark was 4.9 percent sui and samurai was 5.6 percent i know that a lot of people are thinking right now that samurai is better but um i know dark is just a fan favorite yeah. pokemon especially because it's kind of the same card that it was way back in the day um basically reprinted for turbo dark but Sean, let me tell you, Darkrai actually did better. I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me because, like, I think we said this. When we looked at Hisui and Samurai, we were like, this is a really good early game, B-star ability, card, all of that stuff. But, like, once you get past the mid game, it felt like a very underwhelming card. Whereas, it's just very tough. Yeah, whereas, like, Darkrai is a kind of deck where, like, if you can keep putting energy on the board, the Darkrai deck actually gets better late game so in my opinion that's personally i was like i think dark is a better card but i i see why people like samurai in terms of like the explosiveness of just if you can like get into a position where you basically lock your opponent out of the game early fine sure yeah just adding those damage counters getting those numbers perfect yep um i will say though that dark didn't di i mean it didn't really beat mu v max too much mm. and um so that's when we were saying, you know, right out of the gate, some of these archetypes don't do well. I mean, you never know. People just fine tune the the dark variants, you know, and and try to figure out how they're going to be Mew. But it's going to take a lot to beat Mew, especially if you're Grant Manley, <laughs> one of the best players in the game right now, ended up winning the full grip game standard event, actually won the GLC event, too. So he's the first person to win both the uh, standard and GLC events in the same weekend. So that's really, really cool. Grant Manley is a big proponent on saying he does not like playing Mew VMAX. It's not a deck that he enjoys. He said this numerous times on the interview. But he's the kind of guy, though, that will play the best deck. No matter if he likes the deck, no matter if he hates the deck, if it is the best deck, 
he's going to play it. And in his mind, he thought that Mew was by far the best deck. And a lot of it didn't change, especially the base. You know, you play your Genesex, you play your Meloettas, your Mews, things like that. You're trying to sparkle and Melodious Echo for 800,000 damage, you know, turn one. But the big addition in this list is Trekking Shoes. Sean, do you remember Trekking yeah. Shoes? Yes, it's basically, I think when we did our review, we talked about how it's like, I think I said, like, I don't know why people w just don't play this card because it's basically like a new version of Acrobike, right? It is. So what it is, if you do not know, it's a new card in Astral Radiance. You play it down, it's an item card, and you look at the top card of your deck and you choose whether either A, you want to put that card in your hand, or B, you want to put it in the discard. If you choose to put it in the discard, you draw the next card off the top of your deck and you have to keep it in your hand. So, especially with Mew, you know, they want to find the sparkles. They want to find those cramomatics, you know, all that stuff. This is an incredible card and it makes the deck so aggressive and so fast. If you watch Tricky Jim's uh, stream from the event, it's just incredible. And Grant also is an incredible player as well. You know, he's... Like I mentioned, one of the top players in the game before the pandemic, I believe he was number one in the world in play Pokemon points. Hmm. And he had, I think it was like eight consecutive top eight finishes at like regionals and different events and something. It might not be eight. You're going to have to like do that research yourself, but it was an absurd number. He was like the most consistent player in the game to not win like a regional. Yeah, I mean... I I totally understand. I was a little surprised when you when you sent me the message that granted played Mew VMAX because obviously like in the past at least I knew him in that run for playing like Pidgey Control. You know, yes. like like Grant was playing a Which lot of control. Which was very apparent if you watched the GLC stream <laughs> because he played control and right. he it was awesome. Like in terms of a you know, you have Sander who plays control on the European side. I think in terms of American control players, he's like probably the most common person you think about. In my yes. in my brain, at least, and so yes. hearing that he's piloting basically what is draw dot deck, right? The, the, and the, the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite in terms of like the way that you think is just how, what the goal of that deck is not about controlling your opponent or anything. The goal of that deck is I'm going to see as many cards in my deck as quickly as possible and that is what's going to win I'm me the game. I'm just going to beat the snot out yeah. of you. And it's just like, that's it. I'm just going to literally beat yeah. you. So that it was a little surprising for me, but yeah, trekking shoes in that deck. If you really think about it at a minimum, it's four item cards that effectively turn your deck into a 56 card deck. That's at a minimum. And it can be even less than that because trekking shoes, you have the option to see another card, yep. right? You don't have to, it's not like judge whistle where you just draw the card. You have the option to be like, this card isn't going to help my yep. hand. It's literally going to be dead. Like, I'm looking for Eliza Sparkle. Boss is only going to clog up my hand, or Marnie's only going to clog up my hand, so I'm just going to discard it and draw the next card. So, and like, effectively, it can be a 52? Yep, it could. Or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever if, the math is? Yeah, yeah. It's anywhere between a 52 and a 56-card deck is what it turns it into. Combo that with how much draw Mew already gets. And oh, yeah. it's actually in some ways for a deck that draws that many cards, it's better 
than Acrobike because with Acrobike, you draw the top two no matter what. And, and you then, have to choose yes. one to discard. Like, you have no choice. Whereas this one, you can draw that top card and you can be, and you can be like, oh, this is Sparkle. You know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, you know, if you're if it's a late game and you need to find a card, but you know you can't win that turn, you can you can not deck yourself out, which is also important. Yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah. I mean, I know that this is kind of like first impressions and first tournament, mm -hmm. but just watching those games and just watching the format and I mean, Graham Manley, again, a top player. So obviously that influences it a lot where if like yeah. Sean and I picked it up, <laughs> you know, like, but I feel like Mew is going to be the best deck out of Astral Radiance. I don't know. Really? It's just, it's really hard. Like, unless the little dark dude decks like uh stefan ivanoff's deck uh -huh. um the one that we showcased here on the metapod when he won the lily lilay i still don't know how to pronounce it lil um lil oh man i, think, I yeah. don't i don't know. i don't think i said that i was way off but anyways that regional that he won you know unless that adapts and and changes a little bit um and people work on it like that's i i really think muse like the best deck I think Mew is, you're right in that Mew is probably the most consistent deck. Now, my counter to that would be, and, and Mew may be the best, best deck. I think the counter box strategy that works so well in the Brilliant Stars format mm -hmm. really only could do that because there was just a couple of typings that you needed to cover. So you could play the Galarian Moltres, you could play something with Fighting Energy, and really, that's all you need. Like that would cover most of your bases in terms of the format. With this, and though, now you're gonna have now you're gonna have you know you're gonna have to cover Palkia Lightning Weakness. Like, right. You're just gonna hope that you know Galarian Moltres, the little baby, can push you through. I mean, it gets it gets awkward. Like you can build counter boxes, but like if all of a sudden you have Arceus decks, Water decks, Mew V Max. Like the dark decks, dark decks, you, they, they could exist, yeah. But like the dark decks that exist, if they're not that popular and not that powerful, I think actually it, you're right. Maybe the path gets easier from you. The only difference being, you could see some of these new decks though saying, "I'll just play more Path to the Peak." And so if there's more Path to the Peak, that could get a little awkward from you. I can't remember who did it, but I did know that there was a Mew deck in one of either the regionals or in full grip that was playing Pat to the peak and doing well. Yeah. Like actually winning games. We have come to the point <laughs> in the Pokemon trading card game where Mew V max is actively playing <laughs> Pat to the peak. You know, what's funny about that. It's similar to, there was a window of time when Picaron players were playing power plant. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, it wasn't happened. There, wasn't there? It was Green's Peak Around. Yep, there was a Green's Peak Around. But even not in Green's People were playing like one of Power Plants. And, you know, it's it's crazy how like the longer a, a, car, a card is in format, the more it starts playing its own counter in its strategy. Mm. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Just wait for like, because like Arceus also plays path to the peak yeah. and you're like rc has started doing that like yeah very very yes. soon though that was like a real quick uh jump yeah. on that gun because it's basically like i used if you go first you use your v-star ability first then you throw down a path and you don't let your opponent use their v-star ability mm -hmm. game set match easy <laughs> easy
But Sean, we've got some other lists in that include the top four and also top 16. So let's kick it off looking at some of these lists. Top four, Mike Gibbs. Longtime yes. player at full grip. Uh, been around a bunch, seen his name a bunch if you look at the results from GLC and Standard. But played Palkia. So this was kind of the highest placing Palkia V-Star deck. So we're going to take a look at this list. I know Jesse Parker also got top eight with the list. I mean, it's pretty much kind of what we've been thinking that Palkia V-Star is going to look like. You have your 4-3 line of Palkia V-Star. You're playing the Shady Dealings engine, because why not? It's absolutely cracked. Put the Radiant Greninja in there. You've got a couple other techs like Manaphy, Luminion help you find some stuff. And a 1-1 line of Bibberol which was very interesting in my opinion. A little strange. I don't think we've seen, at least I haven't, Bibarel and the Inteleon engine in the same deck. It, It's a little odd, but maybe... I think it, it's one of those things that you have to, if you want to include both, you definitely have to go heavy on one and light on the other. And I think yeah. it's it's probably pretty all right to do... Um, to do the Inteleon engine kind of a little bit more heavier because Inteleon, you know, we've seen Shady Dealings decks the last couple of weeks attack. You know, we've seen Shady Dealings Inteleons do that 160-20 to do some pretty good math yeah. um, to help set up future knockouts, especially with Palkia V-Star, which is dependent on bench damage, um, kind of like Suicune, or even like Radiant Greninja um, to do that finisher. And you're playing a Melanie in this list, so... Um, even though it's one single Melanie, that can really help you out where Bibberol, you can't really get it to attack in one turn. Um, I mean, the interesting thing, what Mike said here in his one of his replies is mm -hmm. um, the line that he really seemed to enjoy was Luminion for Irita for VIP pass. Um, yes. And that seems to be like that, I, I suppose, would be like what if you're going second turn one is when you want to do that, obviously. Um mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's an interesting, like, you know, you you, you basically can, what, Irita lets you search for a water Pokemon? And an item card. <clears throat> and an item. So you can go play the Irita, get a Palkia, get the VIP pass, play the VIP, get two other Pokemon directly onto the bench, and basically try to set yourself up for the following turn to just kind of go ham. Um, mm -hmm. It is very interesting. I, I'm just going to say this. There is no... There really is no direct draw supporter outside of Melanie. And, Mel and that's just simply because Shady Dealings. You know, I mean, I Shady Dealings is that powerful, in my opinion. I would just, my concern would be like, if you just, like, say you do that whole Arita turn, right? You Palkia, you do all that stuff. If you don't have a way to draw in your hand, though, after that, you still have a dead hand where like, cause all of this requires you to have one evolution. I don't know. Like, and you know, I think that's a big reason why the one, one Bidoof line maybe was included in this because that's like consistent draw. You know, you can spend your turns um, yeah. playing a boss, playing a Leon and you can still draw cards because you're using uh, industrious incisors. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, it's interesting that if you're playing the Bibarel line at all, I really do uh, love playing at least one peony in a deck that plays the Bibarel line because the value mm -hmm. is so great if you can pull it off, right? Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the pilot of this deck, but it is I interesting. Feel like, 
I feel like with Shady Dealings decks, the only problem with that is when you Peonia, I think a lot of like GLC, Peonia is very popular in GLC because that's the singleton format. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times when you use Peonia, you use it when you have kind of a bigger hand because then, you know, when you take those three prizes and you have to put three back. Oh, um, oh no, I was saying, very... I was saying Peony. Oh, you said Peony? Yeah. I thought you said Peonia. Oh, no, 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 Peony, the, the dis... Discard your hand. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Peony's pretty, 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 pretty sweet. Forget everything that oh, I just yeah, said. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Palkia V-Star, very good right out of the gate, you know, unlike some other decks in the last couple sets of these Full Grips event. Very, very cool playing two VIP Pass. There's not a lot of decks that we've seen that play VIP Pass that play less than four or even three for that matter. So, yeah. and cool in my opinion the one other card i would say i would point out here that i think is interesting that people should keep an eye on is temple of sinnoh mm -hmm. that card so what it does is all of the um special energy attached to your opponent's pokemon are single energy and provide just one random colorless and that is it and for a deck like palkia which doesn't play anything but basic waters you know the fact that you can shut down double turbos you can shut down the, um, what is the one? Aliza Sparkle Energy, the um, Fusion Strike Fusion. Energy. Like, there is a not small amount, obviously, of special energies. And Sinnoh is just a really good stadium, in my opinion. In some ways, it may be better than Path to the Peak. Um, I, th I think so, and I think a lot of people have they'll counter that, is that, so when you say double colorless and you say um, Fusion Strike Energy... Yeah. Or double turbo, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like Fusion Strike Energy. Yeah. You think of the decks Mew VMAX and Arceus V Star, which although it does do some prevention, you know, Arceus V Star can't attach double turbo and Melanie in order to do the thing. They have to provide another energy on top of that. Um and Mew, you know, although they can't melodious echo. They both can. St they both cost colorless attacks, so that's true. It's not a surefire prevention, really. Although it does get rid of um, infusion strike systems. You know, they can't melodious echo because that cost is uh, on the Meloetta psychic colorless, and then also you can use like quick shooting and stuff. Then mm. um, on the Pokemon, it's not a surefire prevention. Whereas Pat to the Peak says okay you can't starbirth and you can't fusion strike system which are arguably two of the best abilities in the yeah. game right now yeah i mean just but you know you saw the meta breakdown of like 40 yes. percent you know a pretty pretty high percentage not 40 but a high percentage of rc's decks yeah so another that's another card i overall though jake i love seeing a deck like this and just seeing how many one ofs and it, you know the fact that you can run a two of battle vip of all things like mm -hmm. to me that just suggests that like it's a very skill-intensive format. Uh, it it does kind of feel it does kind of feel good to play Pokemon right now, in my opinion. Yeah, which is really nice that you know some of the other formats in the past two years that we've talked about on this podcast haven't really felt that nice. Jake, do you want to get onto another deck? You sent me these lists, so here is the Reggie deck. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> This was probably the coolest deck to come out of uh, the Full Grip Games format. If you are looking to get into the Astral Radiance format cheap, you don't want to spend a ton of money, this is the deck for you. This is a Reggie deck that consists of all of the Reggies. It, well, I think it's all... The, it's not all the Reggies, I don't 
think it's pretty close. Um, uh, a lot I might of be blanking them. on. It's got six Reggies. Yeah, so Reggie Gigas is kind of the big story. If you don't know about this card, it's it's a basic Pokemon. Reggie Gigas says once during your turn, if you have, do you know how many Reggies it is you have to have? Is it Reggie Ice, Reggie Steel, and Reggie Rock? Let me see. Let- I think it's if you have all of those. But either way, if you have a bunch of Reggies on the field and you fulfill the requirement, you can accelerate, I believe, three energy cards. Three energy cards. Not like three energies total. Three energy cards onto one of your Reggies. And so playing water water Pokemon in Regiice or Regice Rock Pokemon in Regirock, Steel Pokemon in Registeel, Dragon Pokemon, Regidrago, Lightning Pokemon, Regilecki, and then also Regigigas with its five colorless energy requirement does 150 base damage. If your opponent's Pokemon is a VMAX Pokemon, do 150 more damage for 300 total. Put a choice belt on it. It's 320 knocks out of Mew VMAX. This deck is really freaking cool, <laughs> Sean. I mean, in this deck, what I would be, I would consider this one. This is like a budget deck, right? Like this is this is you. You may have seen us tweet about it on the Metapod Twitter at Metapod TCG. This is a phenomenal budget deck to build and play. And I, I love it. it's not it's not just a random budget deck, but it's like a very fun on theme budget deck that it is. Given like as long as there are V maxes in the format, you know, not only are you hitting for weakness against a bunch of things, you also can like have a uh, one Pokemon that takes down VMAXs and like, I don't know, like the f- also keep in mind, Palkia V-Star is weak to lightning. And one of the things that we heard talk of was like, maybe we'll see some flying or surfing Pikachu in the field somewhere because I believe in Japan, there was a big tournament <laughs> where surfing. Was it surfing Pikachu. Yeah. Surfing Pikachu placed second in the event because um, the attacks are water uh yeah. cost that you need water energies to attack with the surfing pikachu but it attacks as a lightning pokemon jake do you want to know something funny i do want to know something funny i had a, i still have a surfing pikachu v max deck built and i had it built before that tournament i re- i think i remember when celebrations came out i think i remember you playing that on stream one time i played it i played it on stream just like a couple of weeks ago the, when i was at my last lo- my locals and i played pokemon oh maybe that's what yeah I'm I, I was like playing it in like the next day people were like um i think team fish knuckles the guy the guy from there he sent me a list that he'd been working on and the next day we saw the list from japan and we were like what is going on this was a meme like so it's cool it's awesome and this reggie deck is no joke as well especially if you properly sequence and you know exactly what you're doing you're playing all special energies in this deck because special energies are just super super good you're playing aurora energies which are rainbows any type of energy card speed energy which is very very good because speed energy if you don't remember you attach it to a lightning pokemon which you're playing three reggie lucky so more than likely you're going to attach it to a Regilecki Lightning Pokemon. You draw two cards. Drawing cards is also nice. You're playing Capture Energies, Powerful Energies for your Regigigas. So then if you miss the Choice Belt, you can accelerate Powerful Energies onto Regigigas and be able to hit 
320 plus damage and then twin energies as well so then you can basically get kind of a double attachment on yep. it so very very cool you can discard those energy cards very easily with the, all the research in this list trekking shoes in this list zinnia's resolve as well which is a card that we haven't seen super often in the pokemon trading card game since she was released in evolving skies so a lot of options in here sean yeah um we have a couple more decks jake can you explain to me what this was a blissey mill tank deck what does this deck do so this is joshua finds blissey v mill tank deck so mill tank if you do not know it's basically got the same ability as decidueye but it's a basic pokemon so it's basically a wall pokemon similar to like uh hoopa from i believe shining legends mm. or uh whatever that set was called anyways blissey v very very cool pokemon for one energy you get to do a little bit of damage but with that you get to accelerate energies from the discard pile on to blissey v and so with that and with that attack that it does it does more damage for more energy you have on it so basically what you can do is accelerate a ton of these special energies that end up activating um so like you can utilize lucky energy you can utilize double turbo energy powerful energy capture energy for setting up stuff and you're using a ton of different cards like cape of toughness effectively making this a 300 hp pokemon and We've seen different lists as well in the past utilize Double Turbo and Hyper Potion, and this list is exactly the same. You know, playing four hmm. different Hyper Potions, basically just trying to outlast your opponent. If you can't one-hit KO me, all right, I'm just going to heal everything off. I'm just going to last forever and a half. You know, Sharon's Care, also a card in the format that was printed in uh, Fusion Strike, I believe. Um, yeah. Sharon's care is in this list be able to scoop up the blissey or whatever and if you have a high flying powerful deck like uh, Mew VMAX you have different options like mill tank to just basically be able to stall out and really just wall you know if you knock out the Meloetta's you know they they can't do anything they can't recover Meloetta's so if they're all gone if the Oricorio is gone Mill tank, you just put a milk tank to the active and you say pass. Yeah. And then the Dunsparce. Very, very cool. The Dunsparce stopping the weakness and like, I don't know, it's, it's just cool. And the the random Radiant Greninja, I guess just to draw you cards? Well, or is yeah, it... because Radiant Greninja, and you'll see this across a lot of lists, Radiant Greninja is included because it discards an energy card. Mm. It's not necessarily like a basic energy, right? That we'll see like in a lot of things like Darkrai and, and things like that. I mean, it's a draw too. And especially in a list like Blissey, similar to something like Regigigas, where it pulls energies from the discard. That's basically free stuff to put in the discard and you get to draw on top of that. So it, it's basically like a draw supporter that's going to boost up your damage and boost up your power of what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a ton of energies on this Blissey, so not only you can heal off the damage, mm -hmm. but also you can start really whacking up the damage on the opponent's active Pokemon. This is a wild list. It's freaking awesome, and I think I'm going to play it at NAIC, and nobody can stop me. 
I love that. Um, all right, Jake, I think we have one more deck left. I will say that Blissey V deck had Roseanne's backup in it, Sean. It did, it did. Just it to had recycle. one copy of Roseanne's backup. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I know Sean really loves that card. I do, but the I last, do. The last archetype that we're going to talk about today is Darkrai V-Star. So yeah. Darkrai V-Star, although not performing maybe as well as a lot of other people thought it would, and you know, being a very popular Pokemon, it did make top 16. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Garrison piloted this Darkrai list at full grip games, and it's pretty typical of what we've seen from Darkrai in terms of people leading up to the event. You know, you're playing a heavy count of Darkrai, you're playing a couple different uh, Dark attackers and different options, like Moltres V, the little baby glaring Moltres that accelerates, Hoopa V, as well you're definitely playing the dark patches that just recently came out trekking shoes again sean coming back in yeah. there you know just just a darn good card i in would my opinion it's i would say to that like pick up your trekking shoes now because give it two months three months rotation it's going to be expensive i think like the reason i say this especially once shady dealing rotates yep once um it again those those players who are around when acrobat was a card that card got all the way up to, I think, $5. Acrobike? Acrobike, yes, Acrobike. Um, mm -hmm. It got up to like $5 a card for an uncommon trainer. So if you can pick up a bunch of them now, odds are you're going to need the like several of them in a bunch of decks. So that would be my just, but you can continue, Jake. That, yeah. This list also playing the Radiant Greninja because, you know, with the turbo patches, things like that. And remember, Dark Ride V-Star's ability, the V-Star power, says you grab two items out of your discard. And a lot of times you're going to be grabbing those dark patches because, mm -hmm. well, with Dark Ride's attack, the more dark energy you have on the field, the more damage you do. So six dark patches is better than four dark patches overall, I would say, but... Using that Radiant Greninja allows you to draw more cards to be able to do more damage or to be able to see more of your deck. And you know what? You can put an energy down there for your Dark Patches to help prep for getting those energies onto your benched Pokemon. So I mean, Radiant Greninja is easily the best of the Sparklings, or, the, or I'm sorry, the Radiance mm -hmm. of the three that were released, at least out of the gate. You know, who knows if... Halucha, even though it's it's good, it's not as good as Greninja at this point. Who knows if Halucha gets a boost for different counter decks or things that are created, yeah. things like that. But definitely go pick up your Radiant Greninjas if you can. You only need one. Yeah, you lit quite literally. You only unless you're gonna run like eight decks and they all have one in it. But fine. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Whatever. like you can only run one Radiant Pokemon in the decks. It's kind of a stipulation similar to. Um, it's a little bit different than Prism Star Pokemon. Yeah. Prism Star Pokemon, you can only run like one Prism Star Jirachi or one Prism Star Celebi or one Prism Star Victini or one Heat Factory. Yeah. But you can have multiple Prism yeah. Star Pokemon in a, deck. in a deck or Prism Star cards. They just could only be one of each card. So very, very cool. I mean, you're playing the Clara, Sonya. You're playing a heavy count of research to get things in the discard pile. Boss's orders, of course, as always. A lot of decks, Luminion is really seeing a spike in play the last couple yep. weeks, in my personal opinion. People really finding the value of finding a specific supporter, whether that's something like the Beedrill decks that we've seen, or even just these decks. You know, you 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 specifically want to grab the Clara to be able to get the Galarian Moltres. You specifically want to grab the Boss's Orders 
to be able to boss up. And so if you haven't gotten your alt art Luminions, you better hurry because especially after rotation, you yeah. know, it, it's going to get a little bit more expensive. And to be honest, like, I think I'm going to try to get the alt art Luminion soon because I absolutely love that card. It's very not pretty. just for I mean, it's really pretty. And, uh, you know, like I, I may not ever play it because I have a regular art Luminion, but um, definitely for the collection, like it's just yeah. a gorgeous art it's just a beautiful beautiful art 100 and i will say also i i saw this on like another list as well the preference for the full art professor research oak version and mm -hmm. it may be a budget thing but this this human clearly does not worry about budget and they have chosen research the the oak version so i think jake we are slowly all as a community coming together in support of full art oak we did post a poll on Twitter of what the best full art discard draw seven supporter was. And as I'm scrolling down, trying to get the tweet, it's still going on right now. So you have three days left if you want to vote. But 45.7% said Professor Oak. Second place, Juniper, either of the arts, because now there's two different versions yeah. of Juniper. So I decided to combine them together because they're the same character. 34.6%. And Sean, who do you think's higher? And who do you think is not last? Sycamore or Magnolia? I mean, I, I think Sycamore is second to last and Magnolia is dead last. Sycamore is second to last, 12.7%. And then Magnolia, 7.4%. But, I mean, in my mind, it, it's got to be Oak. Oh, yeah. It's got to be Oak. He's a classic character. Like, it's come on. It's so good. I, I do love the new Juniper, though. I will say though, Jake, having Oak and um, the Juniper? no, the bad guy, uh, Giovanni, boss, Giovanni, yeah, having Oak and Giovanni full arts in your deck at the same time just feels so nice, you know. It is really, really cool. It kind of gives to the aesthetic, yes, you know, of your decks, and uh, I'm really, really excited about you know Astral Radiance. I think it's opened up with the inclusions of palkia dark rice samurai still waiting on hisui Lilligant. i'm still waiting on someone <laughs> to break it although there was a list that did well um we're not going to showcase it no. today um but there was a list that people were playing with that did decent you know they had a winning record you know so maybe i maybe i start playing that i don't know Wimscott's still cheap but Wimscott's uh, it was not apparent this no. weekend no. so it's <sighs> unfortunate but Sean, are you ready next week to answer a bunch of questions that people can submit to us in the podcast description, in the YouTube description, on Twitter? You can find the link to send us questions. Are you ready to answer those questions? I think so. I don't know what kind of questions we're going to get, but please send us any and all questions. Um, Jake and I will be happy to answer all appropriate questions. <laughs> Reminder as well here on the Metapod podcast on YouTube, we're putting out some exclusive videos. We've got a couple more in the pipeline. I've, I've opened up a Professor Juniper uh, premium tournament collection. You're going to hear my thoughts because I actually think it's very, very interesting because it's different than the Marnie. But I've also got this Astral Radiance booster box here for us. And then we'll probably talk about some other things. Anyways, have a great rest of the day.